Hello and welcome to the Home Time Show podcast. Bush and Richie here. You're going to hear chat about uh, ribs in the podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, for a second episode running. And just ahead of that, some bonus uh, food chat for you. Uh, one final thing about our uh, our hard rock at home deliveries uh, that uh, that uh, we were telling you about in the previous episode that uh, you'll hear us discuss a little bit more tonight. Underrated part that we don't talk about is is your baked potato, your jacket potato. I love jacket potatoes. Uh, a brief discussion, a brief debate about uh, the best topping, the best filling. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, there's a couple because right? I worked in a pub in, in right the way through the '90s in Devon, and the two big hitters you don't really see anymore now, and I still have a special really? place in my heart. Okay, go on. First one is uh, mushrooms with uh, blue cheese on top. In a jacket potato. We'll come back to that. And the other one, this is a real favourite, and I've not I've not seen it in years, is uh, prawns in Mary Rose sauce. On a jacket potato? Loads of people used to have that at the Berry Head Hotel in Brixham. Okay, so um, mushrooms, stunned. Blue cheese on anything's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you have in a jacket potato? I, 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 you know me, I'm belt and braces and everything, so I, I'm talking Cathedral City. <laughs> but, Straight up. <laughs> but I would have to say, if the knob's big enough, just butter's good. That's a great uh, motto to live by. <laughs> uh, we, we need to come back to this. We should give this a, a full run out on the show. <laughs> what, what what debating jacket potato fillings? I think I think the listening public are gonna love that. If you if you're listening now, thinking I'd like to hear more about this, I, why does this have to pixelate now like the adult channel stuff like that after a minute and a half? <laughs> Drop us an email, hometimeandabsoluteradio.co.uk, and maybe we'll give it the credit it deserves and the time on the show. Uh, so look, we want to start this show by apologising to the Hard Rock Cafe uh, because they sent us some lovely foods uh, to do at home, and we both, in our own little way screwed it up, didn't we? I didn't read the instructions properly. Uh, there were some spices, a spice mix uh, that came to put on the ribs right at the end. Uh, I didn't read that you were meant to put on just a teaspoonful. I shook on the whole sachet. There's a whole, there's like a 10, 10 to 15 second Instagram story of Richie just shaking this stuff, like fertiliser, like you do in your lawn, I think all the, over the ribs. In the video I actually go, <laughs> more spice, more <laughs> spice. It's just meant to be a teaspoonful. But it's a shame, because, you know, it's an amazing thing. It's called Hard Rock at Home. It means you can have their kind of food in the house, which is yeah. great during these weird times at the moment. So you get rack of ribs, uh, a couple of jacket potatoes, and this this thing that you put together to make coleslaw. Which oh, is that awesome. was nice as well. Really good. Coleslaw now, was nice. So the, the issue with me was, is that... Uh, the, the powder that should have gone on the ribs, you didn't read it properly. I didn't read the instructions at all, it seems, because <laughs> I stuck that powder and I put it into the coleslaw. <laughs> so it wasn't meant to go anywhere near the ribs at all. But you know what? By some kind of accident of science, it tasted amazing. So I've kind of accidentally created a brand new type of coleslaw. Do you know what I mean? Spicy coleslaw. It's a little bit like, remember a Flaming Mo in yes. uh, The Simpsons? He accidentally creates that amazing drink. I think I've accidentally created the future of coleslaw. For me, the standout thing of that meal was that spicy coleslaw. It was a great coleslaw on its own. See, I've, I've laughed as a gut reaction. Now I'm thinking to myself, spicy coleslaw. Spicy coleslaw. Oh. It was so good that I thought, 
we even had a bit of a disagreement between all of us on our little group WhatsApp thing. So I was like, no, nah, man, that definitely was supposed to go in the coal store because it tasted that good. It, that can't be an accident. Turns out, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going down to Hard Rock Cafe after we finish the show this evening <laughs> with my paperwork, and I'm going to show him. You need to change this around. So we thought we'd do first hour of the show tonight, uh, just talk about a bit of science here. What have you discovered by accident? I mean, I was talking about those things at the beginning of the show, right at the top there. Velcro, penicillin, Teflon, the Big Bang. They're all accidents. All accidents? They're all accidents, all of them. That's incredible. So... So you elevate... <laughs> are you elevating... <laughs> hang on. Are you elevating Spicy Coastal right up there with the likes of uh, Velcro, Paracetamol and uh, The Teflon. Big Bang as well. Yeah, it's, it's right up there. So look, if you, if you have accidentally discovered something, for, whether it's food or wow. even just something in your life that has improved things, then what better forum to get the credit you deserve? Yeah. Molly says, getting ready for a party, pouring fridge-cold Baileys into a warm, flowing chocolate fountain, just your average uh, midweek whoa, night. Whoa. The chocolate Baileys concoction curdled and the fountain stopped flowing as a result. But after we scraped it all off, they made excellent truffles that we served to our guests. That's incredible. She actually Amazing. still served up the disaster. It's so good. Good. I love that. <laughs> uh, Nikki says, my other half tips some leftovers uh, of curry on top of leftover pizza when I wasn't home. Changed his, <laughs> changed, changed his life. Uh, wow, that actually sounds revolting. That is the opposite end of what to what Molly was just saying. Yeah. There. But it's, you know, ups and downs, swings and roundabouts here on this show. Darren and Stain says, I created dipping pizza slices in a chocolate fountain at my niece's birthday party. Oh. Everyone did it. Darren, I'd have to say, I'd be with you on this. A lot of people don't realise that cheese goes very well with chocolate. Pizza, though. Pizza in a chocolate fountain? Pizza is predominantly uh, cheese. That's good. Uh, OK, there's some maths in there. I can see how that kind of works. You're backing him up on this one. I'm absolutely backing him up. Uh, Gaz is painting the living room ivory in Ipswich. Good to know. Thank you for that. He says, uh, my friends Martin and Kirsty ran out of tonic for their G&T and only had some lilt in the fridge. They gave it a go, <laughs> created what we all now refer to lovingly as guilt. The gin lilt combo, and it's amazing as well. Keep them coming in. We've got Tom on the line. Thomas, about uh, tell us about your uh, accidental discovery, Tom. Um, well, it was a chicken and mushroom pot noodle on the side, which was uh, just uh, waiting for the water to to do its business, and a spoon that had been used to get English mustard out of a jar. I hadn't seen it on there. Stirred it, and uh, I've never looked back since. So, it, wow. it's, it, forget forget the soy sauce now. It's, it's a tablespoon. Sorry teaspoon of English mustard, chicken and mushroom pot noodle. Wow, that is so good, because you would put, I mean, I would put uh, English mustard with a chicken and mushroom pie if you're having yeah. that at home as well. Yeah. So you do this yeah. every time now when you're having one? I do, yeah, yeah. There's no looking back once you've tried that, yeah. Actually, pot noodles, you just change it, just put that in it. Wow, he's, he's that bold. He's considering approaching the Pot Noodle Corporation to get them to change their recipe. And and just as an aside, Tom, does this mean you've got some mountain building of soy sauce sachets that have not been used? It does, yeah. I'm stockpiling them at the moment, so I might put them on eBay. Fantastic. Let us know you get on. Speculate to accumulate. Brilliant. Thank you. Matthew tweets to say, I went to get a milkshake. I ordered a chocolate brownie one. My wife ordered sour Skittles. <laughs> uh, the girl behind the counter mixed them up and gave me a chocolate brownie sour Skittles milkshake. A mega amount of E-numbers. Surprisingly nice. Imagine that. Who has a sour Skittles milkshake? 
Imagine the faces you pull when you're drinking that. <laughs> That's not what I'd be after. Uh, Simon, who's ironing and uneaten, says, Afternoon, gents. I mix sage and onion stuffing with mashed potatoes that were too wet. End result, I call it pash, which is <laughs> paxo and mash. Uh, George reckons he's got a good one. Come on then, George. What is it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. What is it, George? It's marmite, lemon and lime marmalade and Tabasco on toast and it tastes like a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> how, how on earth is this accidentally thrown together, my friends? How does this happen? Oh, man, I wish I could come up with some BS story. Um, someone told me to have lemon and lime marmalade and marmite on toast and I thought it was really nice and then I just thought, you know, screw it, I'm going to put some Tabasco on it because I like food spicy and it tasted like a Chinese takeaway. I wish I could. I wish I could say it was an accident, but it was uh, just a butchery. Someone else's thunder. Lemon and lime marmalade, marmite, marmite and Tabasco. There's a, that. I mean, that is a. That's like rocket fuel. If it is, the I mean, think about it though, because it's sweet and it's salty and it's spicy. So it's like, um, you know, it's it's like chow mein or something. And, do, and do people, have people seen you doing this? Like, people that you live with? Has someone seen yeah, you do this? Yeah, 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 100%. Because I, if I, I get my girlfriend to do it all the time, but she's not... She doesn't like to try things like I do, so it, she thinks I'm a bit of a nutter for doing it. If I, if, I was, if I was in a relationship with someone they started putting that on their toast, I'd start secretly packing, like sleeping with the enemy <laughs> with Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> So, an amazing story that we've found uh, is leading us to start something new in a second. First of all, let us tell you about this story. This has happened in uh, the uh, Polish city of Krakow. Oh, I. Okay, so some animal welfare officers were called out uh, to reports of a very unusual animal uh, that was lurking in a tree. Now, when you look at the picture... Uh, it's quite high up the tree. Yeah. Quite high up the tree, so you can't really see what it is. But it's huge. It's it's clinging onto the uh, the branch of the tree. It's sort of like, you know, grown and swelled, and everyone's really, really worried about it. So they call out the animal welfare people. Uh, residents are keeping all their windows closed locally. They don't want the animal to jump from the tree into their homes. It's or a this beast, kind of thing. isn't it? You know it is mean? a beast. So for a day, this whole area is all sort of like sealed off. The animal welfare people come out, they get up the tree, they check it out, it's not an animal, it's a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> How does a croissant get up a tree? I mean... Do you know what I mean? Someone's obviously loved it out of their window. It's the only way that I would have thought I this has happened. I love croissants. There's no way I'd ever throw a croissant anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's rock hard, I'd still have it. I agree with you. There's there's no form that a croissant can be bad anyway. Yeah. It's a croissant up the tree. It's not an animal. So, that's why we're starting what we're calling Blankety Blank Hour. I thought it was a blank. It turned out to be a blank. blank. I thought it was a blank. It turned out to be a blank. So they thought it was an animal. It turned out to be a croissant. It's misidentification hour. Bush, demonstrate how this would work with a great story. I thought it was a train on fire. Turns out it was just a steam train. <laughs> <laughs> I have legendary status in my family for... We were driving home, me, my dad and my brother, from an Everton game. I think we probably lost. It was dark, on the motorway, and then alongside us, 
this train was on fire. The front of the train was, was had flames. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to call the police. I called the police. It was through to the emergency services. <laughs> and as we pulled alongside it, I think it was like the M6 or something, uh, I realised it was the front of the steam train and they were shoveling fire into the, and, like, coal into the front. And they'd never let me forget it, my dad and my brother. So there you go. I thought it was a blank. It turned out to be a blank. Tracy Fisher says, I thought it was a chicken. It turned out to be a snapped tree stump. Because the, the brevity of the responses we're getting on this are great because they leave the door open to <laughs> making you think, what on earth was going on there? Lauren says, I thought it was my dog whistling. It turns out it was someone whistling in the street. Wow, what a snoring whistling dog, that kind of thing. Yes, a very talented dog. You very have to take talented. that. Simon Cowell, love that on yeah. Britain's Got Talent. Amazing. Probably worth just addressing the many of you who thought it was wind. Yeah, well, you know who you okay. are. There's, there's quite a few that have come through. We don't so, need to be doing that. So noted, we can stop those now. Helen says, I thought it was an ambulance, but it turned out to be a Morrison's delivery van. And do you know what? She, she said she pulled over for it. I've had that loads of times. You think it's an ambulance coming towards you. It's just Morrison's <laughs> doing click and collect. Uh, right, John is hanging on. Blankety blank out, John. Welcome. I thought it was a blank. It turned out to be a blank. I thought it was a banana sauce, and it turned out to be custard. <laughs> Oh, now, we're both lovers of steak. Uh, the idea of putting custard on a steak, it just it breaks our hearts, John. It, uh, it certainly broke, nearly broke my stomach because um, I was at a work function and they had a buffet. They had some great steak beef. I went and grabbed some of that. Right next to it was um, a little gravy boat full of Bernays sauce. So I gave myself a generous dollop. Uh, got back to the table, cut off a nice slice, put it in my mouth. And then realised it was custard, and they put the custard right next to the steak. You know, we, we did the first hour of the show on accidental discoveries. Was it an all right taste sensation? Could it be a thing for the future? Definitely not. Oh, <laughs> oh John. Uh, Colin, blankety blank. I thought it was a blank. It turned out to be a blank. Well, over the road from us, there's an old lady lived in a house. I looked out and I saw what looked like burglars. You know when they're creeping around with a torch waving it about? Yeah. So I called the police and it turned out to be her hunting around looking for candles because they'd had a power cut their side of the road, but not over ours. See, <laughs> so you, you called the, the the police on the old lady that lives across the road from you and they thought that she was burgling her own house. Just being neighbourly, that's all I was doing, Bush. Don't be having a go at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma says, this is quite weird, she says, I thought it was a pelican on my roof. Turned out to be a heron. She adds pelicans don't live in York. What's the difference between a heron and a pelican? I've got absolutely no idea. Literally no idea. One of them's got a bit of like a like a, a Roy Hodgson chin kind of thing, isn't it? Well, I remember, you know, in uh, Borton on the Water. Do you know Borton on the Water? Cotswolds, of, yeah. I believe. There's there's a there's a place called Birdland there. Yeah. And there's I think there's either a heron or a pelican that stands out there on on the side of the road so you can see it, and it looks an absolute state. Big old gullet, <laughs> slightly balding, strips of hair coming down the side of its head. I always think those are the birds that always think like. It's go and have a makeover or get your hair done or something. Do you know what I mean? Heron Chat will return, uh, but for now, uh, Joe is hanging on. Thought it was a blank, turned out to be blank. Um, I thought it was my husband's mistress on the answer machine, um, but it turned out to be my own voice I didn't recognise saying, hello, darling. (laughs) So you thought he was up to no good, but it was just you seeing how he was doing. (laughs) Oh, I had such a shock. I, I thought my whole world crumbled for a second, and then I thought, oh, no, that's me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. All right, thank you. Jez. Yeah, I thought it was a deer. It turned out to be a puma. 
See, a lot of these stories so far this evening have been not quite as bad as what you first thought, but I would say a puma is pretty a bit more stressful than a, yeah. a deer. Do you know what I mean? To see What was the situation? Um, I was going out with a girl who lived in a little village called Colgate near Peace Pottage. And right. we were driving back along, I think it's a Brophy Road, but it goes out past White Main Pond, and as you go down past the old Brophy Park Hospital, the road levels out, and in the distance on the main beam, I could see something at the side of the road quite sizable and I thought it was a deer, so I slowed down and as I got closer, it walked across the road in front of me and it was a puma. Whoa. Um, are you certain? Yeah. I actually came to a stop, Richie, and it walked right across the road in front of me. And said, how do you do? Is it, I mean, like the beast of, is there like a beast of around that area that people are always talking about? Do you know what I mean? Like the beast of peas porridge or whatever it's called. Someone had seen a, a black, sizable black cat up in Tilgate Forest. <laughs> Firing um, off all these location at us, Jez. Look, I'm actually going to defend you here. I, I've, I've done a quick search. Are there pumas in the UK? Aside from the sports utility vehicle, the Ford Puma, uh, there is, it says here, Britain's top tracker of big cats, Rhonda Watkins. Good old Rhonda. Sa- <laughs> says that Britain has a population of leopards and pumas that is breeding and booming. Whoa. Yeah. And he, he, he walked across the front of the car. I was driving a Mark III Escort. I love all your details, yes. <laughs> and I sat there, and the first thing I did was move my elbow up and push the button down to lock the bloody door. That's it, because, of course, your pumas can open car doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got the, the opposable thumb and all that. Yeah, but I don't know why. I just locked the door. I was terrified. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, we didn't give enough time to your other revelation about the prawns in Mary Rose sauce in a jacket potato. Yeah. And I scoffed to begin with. I've given it more thought as this episode <laughs> has gone on. Um, I could I could feel that. Well, I I don't think anything would taste bad on a jacket potato. Can you think mm. of something that would be bad on a jacket? There was these stuff, curry on there, chicken would curry. Work. That would work on a jacket potato. Chili con carne, that works on a jacket potato. Well... I'm going, to, I'm going to go a step too far here, probably. Basically, jacket jack potato is chips. It is, pre- yes, the carbs, isn't it? And if dipping chips in a McDonald's milkshake works, it could be oh, said... Dear. No, no, dear. no, OK, no, all right. No. He's gone too far. He's gone too far.